Wake up, little spider. Wake up. No, you're not dead yet. Just paralyzed temporarily. You're an amazing creature, Spider-Man. You and I are not so different. I'm not like you. You're a murderer. Well, to each his own. I chose my path. You chose the way of the hero. And they found you amusing for a while, the people of this city. But the one thing they love more than a hero is to see a hero fail, fall, die trying. In spite of everything you've done for them, eventually they will hate you. Why bother? Because it's right. Here's the real truth. There are eight million people in this city. And those teeming masses exist for the sole purpose of lifting the few exceptional people onto their shoulders. You, me, we're exceptional. I could squash you like a bug right now. But I'm offering you a choice. Join me. Imagine what we could accomplish together. What we could create. Or we could destroy. Cause the deaths of countless innocents in selfish battle again and again and again until we're both dead. Is that what you want? Think about it, hero! It's pretty good. You're going to get a ton of you on me and me on you. Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. You can't handle the truth. King Kong ain't got shit on me. I am the I am so much crazier. I am the one who knocks. Go ahead. Make my day. Let's stay, big boy. Let's Everybody on. My spidey senses are tingling, which must mean it is time for another episode of Facing Off, a podcast where we compare two like <laughs> movies against one another using our really cool rating scale. I am Layla, one of your lovely co-hosts, and I'm joined by my co-hosts Nick and Gabe. Say hello, fellas. Hello, hello fellas. fellas. <laughs> We're also joined this week by a best friend <laughs> of the pod, Nick. Do you want to say hello to your fans? Hello, <laughs> Hello to my fans. <laughs> Nicholas, oh. I was not speaking to you. We've got Nick one and Nick, Nick two, two <laughs> this Cringe. week. Um, our Nick of the pot is going to be Nicholas on this episode, and That's our friend is Nick. That Welcome is back, him. Nick. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for having me back. I'm excited <laughs> to be back. One of our one of our main people, kind of uh, the fourth host of this podcast. Have you ever been on a non uh, superhero one? Yeah, we did. Um, horror. Yeah, we did horror. And comedy. Oh, okay, yeah. Waterboy oh, and 28 oh, right. Days Later. That's right. Mm-hmm. But this is my first with him, so that's, that's true. true. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yay. Um, so I will be moderating this episode, as you all can tell. Um, we will be comparing the 2002 Tobey Maguire Spider-Man and the most recent iteration with Tom Holland Spider-Man Homecoming this week. Um, I think it goes without saying that these are two film, two different iterations of the Spider-Man characters from the comics um so are you boys ready to get started anything you want to say no No? cool 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 
All right, let's do this. So we're going to use our seven-point rating scale that we use um, every single time. Oh, God. (laughs) This is off the rails. Sorry, Gabe's just messing with the Zoom. Sorry, audience. Um, So, yeah, we're going to use our seven-point rating scale. Seven is amazing, one being awful, and we're going to use our special, special categories. Um, And as with superhero movies... Or, well, we're not doing Whoa. the amazing Spider-Man, oh, um, but let's kick it off strong. Let's start with spectacularity. <laughs> um, so I'm going to kick it to uh, the guest first. Let's start with Nick. Spectacularity for the 2002 Spider-Man. Love it. Awesome. So <laughs> love it. <laughs> this is yeah, yeah. Love the movie. Um, no, no. So for for me, you know, I, I'm going to try and play this as like solely focused on this on the one movie. You know, there's obviously each of these movies have trilogies, and um, some in the trilogy are better than others. But just looking strictly at this That's movie, um, <laughs> spectacularity. I mean, overall engagement is. Awesome. I think I have a very soft spot in this movie just solely due to the fact that Sam Raimi is directing it and Evil Dead is one of my favorite movies of all time. And you can see that a lot in this movie. It's got like a good balanced mix of like quick shot horrors where it's a zoom in and a scream, something to get the audience jumping. Um, But then, you know, you get a lot of the, the uh, the a bit of the comedy side and a bit of you know lighthearted comic um, joke. So I mean overall, I think the spectacularity. I was engaged probably because it's a big mix of nostalgia factor um, along with the fact that it's just like uh, I mean not to dip into kind of the the visual side of things, but um, just like a movie where the colors really popped and I just overall was engaged the entire time. So spectacularity. I give it oh. a seven. Oh I, shit! Yeah, I, there's seven. other there's other area, dude. How oh. that means that no other one could be higher in spectacular. Yeah, how long has it been since you've been here, dude? No yeah. other one can be higher in, in spectacular. I mean, seven is perfect. I th- Spider Man's perfect. No, 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 no. We're not gonna bully you away. He's from entitled it. to his opinions. It's fine. Bad. It's fine. Wow. You know what? I'm fine. <laughs> Make me downgrade it to a six. That's fine. Dude, I, no, I think I, I mean, we're keeping it at a no, seven. We're a not seven. moving down. It's a seven. There can be also, there, uh, you're saying this because you think once if we dip into the second one yeah. that I can't say that's, that's seven. But I like you both could. of these movies. Equally? Pretty much equally. Okay. In terms wow. of engagement. Okay. In terms of engagement. Exactly. Okay. All right. Exactly. That's, that's fair, dude. All right, Gabriel. Since yeah. you're talking. You're perfectly I, – I actually – I agree with every point that Nick brought up. I especially like the best part about the first two Spider-Man movies is that Sam Raimi's horror uh, – sorry for the burp. Sam Raimi's horror just shines. It's like the, it's the way that certain scenes happen. It, like there's a – a second level of engagement just based on the terror of that scene. So like the spider coming down is filmed like a horror uh, moment. The, any scene with the goblin is supposed to be like pretty scary. And I mean, Willem Dafoe acts the shit out of his character and, and keeps it constantly engaging. I think I'm pulled out of it a lot. I, you know, obviously when this movie came out, it was like extremely engaging. The first like really good comic book movie. 
um, you know, with all due respect to the Christopher Reeves uh, Superman stuff, like this was just so much better than everything else, and a couple of Batman movies. But um, yeah, it, it really. I mean, there's so much to the like acting. I don't want to talk about it too much here, but like. I don't like a lot of performances in this. I don't really like the casting. A lot of it is really corny. A lot of it doesn't like age well visually. And like those elements take me out. But I'm not like, if I just went back to the first time I watched it, I mean, I'd probably put it at like six and a half, seven. Yeah. I, I, I am more impressed by Marvel movies nowadays. So you fucking ripped him a new butthole for that. Well, no, I think in, in yeah. you're, you're talking about your, Two your biggest plights are the acting and some of the visuals don't stand up, which I totally agree. But I think I just that doesn't feel- take away from the spectacularity factor. I think it takes away from maybe the eye candy and the actoring. Oh, I mean, totally fair. I I think it's it's that I lose a lot of engagement focusing on a lot of things that I don't like in it. I don't really in Spider Man Two, and I've grown to like that more and more. Trying to understand like why people love it so much, and I'm excited for when you come back so you can um, explain that more. But I don't know. There, it's like when I'm comparing it to all action movies and like all comic book movies, it's just a little bit above average. It's it, it's close to a six for me. I, I'm gonna go five point five. I was gonna go six the whole time, okay. And <laughs> uh, because I think it's it's not perfect, that's why I was giving you shit. Nick. Right. I just don't You're think right. it's a seven. I got oh, for ahead me. of my skis. I got a little over my. Skis. It is really fun to watch. A lot of it for me is Willem Dafoe, because um, he's just like phenomenal. Uh, I will watch anything he's doing in this. Mm-hmm. The Green Goblin's, I think, the best. Uh, most well done villain in the the any of the Spider Men's Spider Man's and and uh, I I just really like I just really like the transformation scene. I think I didn't even think about Sam Raimi's like filming it like a horror. Those are all really fun to watch. The climax scene between uh, those between Spider Man and the Green Goblin is really cool to watch their kind of dynamic as uh you know things evolve and the fact that it's origin stories for both of them is kind of cool um because we don't i mean we get like the lizard and the amazing spider-man origin story at the same time but who cares about that one we don't really get the double origin story and then the duality of those two characters yeah like we do with the goblin and and spider-man and and watching them you know, evolve together and, and have this like, you know, like yin yang, um, symbiosis is, is cool too. Um, we'll talk about it more in other categories, but I gave it a six. You were at 5.5. Yeah. I mean, I really like that argument because I, I like watching every moment with goblin. Um, Mm -hmm. so I, yeah, that's good. Yeah. I'll, I'll do 5.5. Yeah. I think that's fair. Okay. Well, right. you were making some faces during I that. I know. Well, if you gave, if you could give it a score, it. what would you have given it? I, I won't even go into that. I'm gonna. I'll find a space in this episode to provide my opinion on this movie. Uh, it's a strong one. I won't do it now. Um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> so I'll hold off for a second. That's probably good. Good moderating. Um, let's let's move on to homecoming. Um, <laughs> let's go in the same order. So Nick guessed. <laughs> cool. 
Nickus. Nickus. In the house. Um, so, overall, it's, I mean, it's tough. It, MCU, Spider-Man Homecoming, he comes into this one and he has the whole foundation laid out for them. MCU has put out these movies. They've all, but a very few, have been smash hits. And they can just stick to that formula, which they did. And I think that, you know, it, it can't be detractor, but it leans on what MCU has already done. You know, Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire can stand alone by itself and kind of did something by itself. Homecoming had to kind of lean a little bit more on the MCU formula, which shouldn't take away from it, but it's just something to, to think about. Um, but... There were parts when the movie drags a little bit. You know, you go into a superhero movie, you expect to have a lot of action. Um, sometimes there's not a ton of action because, you know, the character doesn't have their superpowers yet, but he has them from start to finish. And the slow times are kind of just his plights in in high school yeah. and, and those scenes. And, you know, a, a movie doesn't have to be 100% action front to back, but... Compared to the other Spider-Man movies, or just the Tobey Maguire one, I think it was a little bit slower um, in that sense. So that that took me away um, a little bit from just overall engagement. But um, you know, the the big fight scenes when they started out was about like two thirds the way through the movie when they started fighting on the Ferris, and then obviously the ending fight scene. Um, so. I mean, I thought that was really good. Uh, overall, you know, entertainment, there's a ton of jokes. This one, I think, learned that the Amazing Spider-Man movies did a really good job with a lot of the Spider-Man quips and yeah. keeping things light. Um, and that's also kind of what the MCU does. They break up their movies by, you know, having a, a bunch of jokes thrown in there. Um, so overall, I think, for me, this one would probably be a... 5.5. Hmm. Well, I'm going to I'm going to go opposite of Nick on this one. Except for I'm not going to go to a 7. I'm uh for Homecoming, I think it's a 6 for me. Like I it's so tough cuz now we've seen No Way Home. Like that is the, that's a 7 for me. Like that is a top yeah, Marvel movie. But careful. this is one of my yeah. favorites of all time and um Everything about this one, I think it, a lot of it, I, I totally agree with Nick. I think that it's balanced really well between a high school movie and a superhero movie, but it also balances the comedy and like emotional moments pretty well. They get so much better at that in the third one, but I, it's, I think it's just that. Like I get, you also get a really compelling villain in this one that you don't like really hate. Like he's like kind of evil in certain ways, but he's not like goblin, like totally like lunatic evil. Yeah, he's just a little too power hungry, and he wants to like keep getting richer for his family. Right, murders yeah. people by accident. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he like he kind of wanted to kill Spider Man, like even when it was. Um, when he knows it's Peter, but mostly he just wanted Peter to just fuck off so he can just continue doing his thing. He's like, dude, I got a good fucking thing going. Leave me alone. Exactly. <laughs> he wanted to like coexist. You, one good, one bad, and that's totally fine. But everyone else, you can bust. 
Um, I don't know. There, there are moments that I find so funny about this. I remember when I first watched it and I thought every Ned scene was really annoying. But the more I've watched it, the more I've loved Ned. Totally agree. And now I, I think he's so fucking funny. So like, it, like his reactions to things are hilarious. It, it, it's hard to tell. Like, actually, I'll, I'll talk about that in acting. But there's like, like even a scene like a really simple one between him and Donald Glover. Um, when he, when he's like. I, I, uh, no, I'm not a girl. I'm, I'm a boy. I mean, I'm a man. I'm a man's fireman. <laughs> and he's like, you gotta get a lot better at this part of the job. I just like, I think it's really well written in those kind of scenes and it keeps me so engaged. I don't think there's a single part of this movie that I would really take out except for maybe some of the like, uh, mathlete stuff. Um, just constantly disappearing and running out on everybody. Yeah, and and it's just like the first scene you see all the mathletes. Wait, there's comedy you, in it, but you it's weren't cool. super engaged by the mathlete stuff. <laughs> no, it was more engaging in like uh, Easy A when they were doing that. <laughs> um, but yeah, overall, I'm gonna give it a six out of seven because I think it's Mean Girls. No, yeah, you're right, Mean Girls. You're right. Yeah, yeah I was, yeah. I was like. Go, combing through my brain for the scene in Easy A. Same, same movie. Redheaded uh, main characters. In Emma high Stone school. has relations. In- and yeah. you call yourself a film buff. I'm just kidding. Dude, um. I do. I do. Um, <laughs> All right. But yeah, I, I mean, it, it is well above average for uh, an entertainment movie, and I will rewatch it so often. Uh, yeah. The only Who reason was? it's not a seven for me is because there are sevens in the. <clears throat> Uh, in the MCU, and this is just is not like one of them, yeah. like you said, like you opened with. Uh, but but it's a six for me. Like it's that fairy scene rips literally. So, it rips the fairy in half. Uh, yeah. It's really <laughs> it's really cool. Uh, and I love the vulture because Michael Keaton just so good at God epic. Yeah. He's so it's such a great. Uh, Spider-Man villain too yeah, because it's not like you were saying it's not one of the Spider-Man villains that they can cure like yeah. they cure in in you know uh, in No Way Home. He's just he's just spoiler um, a scavenger. Yeah, he's just yeah he's just a scavenger, and he's um and it's one of the first times that we get this look kind of peek behind the curtains of uh of uh like what the Avengers did. In New York, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like a nice little breadcrumb that helps to like lead to bigger breadcrumbs that it now was, they're doing all the time with the movies. Yeah, it was Civil War shows. and then yeah, this, Chicago and that's yeah. what we're talking about it. Yeah, but this is like an even more micro level, you know, peek behind the curtain where right. they're like, yeah, but there's like a ton of this alien technology just laying around. What would happen if that were the case? Well, people would start to be like, well, I should collect this because this seems rare and valuable. And a government agency who does not take the name of Adrian Toomes when they collect all of his stuff at the beginning. Oh, yeah. Weird. Mm. They don't, they're not like, oh, what was your name again? I'm going to seize all this stuff from you. Worst right. government agency ever. Worse yeah. than the DMV. They didn't even take his name. They just took it's, all this It's very like, American. They just took all this valuable stuff, and then later in the movie, they're like, yeah, his name is Adrian Toomes. Hmm. Don't have that on the record anywhere. He has no criminal, like, nothing popped up. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. I love that <laughs> part of it. Uh, that peek behind the curtain is really cool. I, I, I'm really, you know, engaged in everything 
that um that the villain is doing i'm you know it's interesting that we don't get uh we, we don't get an origin story mm-hmm. for tom holland spider-man he's just like yeah that spider's dead because we've already had it. You know? I mean, yeah, smart like, choice, honestly. Such a smart he, choice. When yeah. it keeps asking all the details. Yeah, yeah. and it's it, it doesn't it doesn't take anything away from the character that we don't like. We know he gets bit yeah. by a fucking spider. This is a whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. we get it. Yeah. Uh, so you know, just because other MCU movies are sevens, this is a six and not a seven. But otherwise, fully, I'm fully there. Yeah. Dude. Hell yeah. Okay. So I'm going to move into this next category because I think it should be talked about based off of a lot of what just got brought up as far as like Marvel content and mm-hmm. like how deep this kind of goes into that a little bit. So I want to talk about originality. Oh, yeah. um, mm. And I think this is where I'm going to just really quickly give my piece on this. Um, mm. I, 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 so I cannot stand the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. I have a hard time with it because I think as much as I understand Sam was trying to do something different and cool and whatever, like that is not what I want for Spider-Man. Spider-Man is my favorite male superhero in Sam, Marvel. And God damn it. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Thank you, Gabe. Um, okay. I, it just, I didn't really want this like horror dark version of Spider-Man. Spider-Man is sweet and quirky and adorable and funny and a kid. And Tobey Maguire's version makes me cringe like it's so creepy to me i don't like him as spider-man he feels uncomfortable to watch as spider-man i hate this iteration of mary jane like the way that they portray these characters is incredibly difficult to watch incredibly difficult to watch and the reason like i i'm a huge fan of the andrew garfield iteration simply because of how andrew garfield specifically plays spider-man but tom holland like is what i imagined spider-man to be when i was young and i watched the cartoons and i read the comics like he's he looks like a kid he acts like a kid the storylines around him are young and they should be young and he he doesn't creep me out. I think he's adorable and I think he's so funny and he's naturally awkward. So my biggest thing with the first one is that I understand they were trying to do something a little bit different and try to change up the tone a little bit, but that's not what Spider-Man is to me. And that's why I prefer the Tom Holland one over the Tobey Maguire. Moving into originality, mm-hmm. Gabe, do you want to kick us off? Yeah, for which the yeah, yeah, the, the original one. So I'm, I'm actually, <laughs> this is where I give the movie a lot of credit because while I agree with you, like that's not the Spider-Man that I necessarily want. This is, it's so cool to take, you know, in a different way of looking at Spider-Man and still please the fanboys because Spider-Man fans love the Tobey Maguire movies um, it, just as much as the new ones, even if they might see a lot of the new ones being specifically the Tom Holland ones being so specifically a lot like to that Spider-Man. point. I have a yeah. question for you because sure. I thought about this a lot for for the fanboys. Is it much more just in relation to the like nostalgia factor of that was the first iteration you all got of like Spider Man and a huge yeah. like yeah. Marvel? For me, yeah, 100%. like like yeah, I yeah. I wonder if like you only really feel that way because of that nostalgia <laughs> no i gu- i guarantee it's that and yeah. i think that it was it's not even just the nostalgia it was like 
we didn't even know that we wanted comic book movies so bad at that time. Yeah, and it, <laughs> for sure. And it came out, and we were like, oh, fuck, this could be cool. And then a series of, like, really bad things came out after Spider-Man 2, <laughs> and then Marvel just, like, took over with Iron Man. Right. Like, before yeah. they had, like, Green I mean, in modern, modern superhero movies, there's, like, X-Men that yeah, came yeah. a year or two before it, but right. it was not totally. really successful. But Spider-Man kicked it to, like, Three levels higher and got people way more into into the Spider Man. I really liked X Men, but I that is like if we were comparing this with that, I think this movie is a lot more creative in a lot of ways. Again, like what Nick was saying about the villain, like seeing mm-hmm. the behind the scenes of like how a villain becomes a villain was really good, and yeah. I like that. And we've kind of fallen away from that. Um, we have some compelling villains in the newer Marvel movies, but it's been a while where you really see them get built up. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, I will, I'm going to point out like a few things that there's just so many holes in, in Spider-Man when you rewatch it. But again, at the time it was like breaking new ground. And this is the only reason why I'm not giving it a perfect score, but I am going to give it a six for originality. Mm-hmm. Um, like gob- green goblins, agenda after he like gets his revenge and then also just like the way he uses his weapons is just so inconsistent as it goes along like for instance he throws those balls that turn people into skeletons and then like never uses that again like i guarantee you even though spider-man was bitten by a radioactive spider and he's super strong that like his body is still made up of the same matter as the rest of humans. But what if there are only a couple of them because they're all experimental? Oh, right. Yeah, because I guess he is testing new ones each time. But he seems like he knows what the fuck he's doing when he throws the, like, <laughs> What if he did that on accident and he threw them and he turned them into skeletons and he was like, what? Oh, yeah. I just wanted them, yeah. That's them, like, cool. Those ones were way different. <laughs> Damn, I thought those were going to explode like the other ones. Well, what? If it we should have like, color-coded these. <laughs> <laughs> then it would be like the homecoming scene where he does that. But I, there's also just like, like there's, there's certain elements of the plot that I'm just like, why does it, like, why are there a bunch of kids in a tram like at, at nighttime night. in New York? <laughs> yeah, like really late at like night. A group of Girl Scouts? Yeah, just so that we could have the thing where he balances two things, like... That's it's specific, but it's fucking ridiculous. They're on their um, way back from a field trip. True. Yeah. yeah. True. True. I mean, I, I mean, there there are plenty of things to pick apart, but you could do that with every Marvel movie <laughs> over time too. I mean, that's why I love pitch meetings because they do that. Right. But overall, I mean, this movie is so well above average in originality because there was just nothing really like it before, and it took the comics to a different place. Oh, but remember when that senator turns into a blob in the first the X-Men true. movie? I always remember that scene. That That's was gross. True. Can't forget it. All right, Nicholas, what do you think? Originality? Mm, <clears throat> I think uh, it did... Uh, it, I mean, it made a lasting and uh, permanent uh, mark on the way that we make and think about um, probably I f- feel like movies in general, but definitely superhero movies. Um, you know the take on Spider Man. I would agree with you, Layla is a little, you know, maybe not the best. He's more like, you know, like I feel like he was like, yeah, Peter Parker's nerdy, and then he was like, what are nerds? Goofy, funny, 
Mm, I'm going to go with weird and sort of creepy and keep that one and <laughs> Literally. Like stick with that trope. And that's like what he really like hard. leaned into instead <laughs> of... Leaned so hard. <laughs> like, it, it's just like, you know, like when he like gets all strong and he like flexes and you're just like, oh, weird. Oh, but so, weird. so crazy. Yeah, it's a little... Things are bigger. Bigger. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, we get... We get um, we get the origin story for Spider-Man in such a, a great way. You get the night, you get the uh, the bone saw scene. Oh, you get the classic lines that are always. You get the Uncle Ben dying. You get you know you get yeah, this like wonderful sure. origin story, and you you know the movie ends up revolutionizing the way that soup like movies in general are made. Like you know a decade and a half later. But it did do that. Like, it left us wanting another good superhero movie. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's it's that's for sure its legacy and not its originality. But I'm gonna give originality like, you know, a f- I'm gonna give it a five. I think it's above average. Like, did they absolutely nail Peter Parker and Spider Man? No. Did they nail a superhero movie? Yeah. And did it need to be made? Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, Nick. I mean, I so I mean, I think a lot of the stuff I would say I would, I would agree with, um, and probably a lot more stuff I'll bring up in in other categories, so I can keep this one a bit uh, shorter. But in terms okay, of you're done then. In terms of yeah, you know. And so in terms of need to be made, 100 percent this this movie needed to be made. It, it was the jumping pad for all superheroes superhero movies to follow, in my opinion. Creativity, it was extremely different than all the ones that have come out. So, I mean, originality, it is very original. We'll dive kind of more into that, into the eye candy stuff. But, I mean, they made this so comic book oriented. Like, the just a lot of the visuals going on. There's a lot of layering of images. You know, him drawing you see like a close-up of him and he's drawing his suit and then you kind of see the scribbles going on kind of mm-hmm. over his head and it's layering images like you'd see in the comics and we'll kind of dive into that more later but i mean i, I think that was so different than any of the other superhero movies have done it uh, i thought um it was just a cool twist on, on you know tying a comic book into the movie um, so I thought that was extremely original um, and just really creative. And it just – it was to me – I mean this movie had to be made. So I, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to go uh, over my skis again. But <laughs> Do I, I it if you want to. Don't this, let us stop you. <laughs> I'll, I'll give it I, – I will give it a six. Definitely, okay. definitely a six in this category. Mm-hmm. Fabulous. All right, let's. Let, why don't you continue and let's move on to Homecoming. Cool. So in <laughs> fant- oh, thank you. You know, back to back. This is great. I, I'm totally prepared. Um, so in, in you don't ter- sound prepared. In ter- you're <laughs> no, no, I'm not buying time you're at sweating, all. Sweating, dude. Um, so the originality. They did a great job of trying to do something different after you've had Spider-Man and the Amazing yeah, Spider-Man made totally. within, you know, yeah. five movies made within the past 20 years. Yeah. Um, so it's tough to follow up. You you lose 
I mean, I, I love the fact that Uncle Ben is tied into those first movies and it gives Spider-Man a lot more of, you know, a reason to fight crime. The only reason in this movie he's fighting crime is because he wants to be an Avenger. And I, I think it loses a lot of the lesser of, like, why he's truly doing all this. And he just, I don't know, just wants to have the title of being an Avenger. And it, it kind of lost me um, a little bit in that sense. But again, they, they kind of have to change it up. Amazing Spider-Man, everybody hated because they just, you know, did exactly what they did in the Sam Raimi movies. But they just kind of... Uh, they they had to make those movies because they had were under contract to make those movies and they didn't really twist it up enough. But with this one, they definitely changed things up enough. It's a lot more of a high school feel, as we said earlier. I think that made it a lot cooler. Starting out with Spider Man in high school, I feel like that's what everybody kind of sees Spider Man as. You know, that's his whole appeal is that he's this young superhero, and so tying it a lot more directly into um, Spider Man. I think Spider Man Ultimate is like the him in, in him in high school. Um, it gives it a lot more of a high school movie feel, which which is definitely super original, a lot of fun. I mean, you have like the Ferris Bueller thing where yeah. he's running the backyards, and they have that even playing in the background. So it's kind of all <laughs> up in your face, but. Um, <laughs> Overall originality, I mean, I, I yeah, ham fisting really. Uh, I would give it. it. Oh lordy, I was in between giving this a five or a six, mm. um, but you know, I, I'll give it a six because I think they did a really good job at just having the two movies before or the two trilogies before it or semi trilogies, and, and still making it very different. I would right. say I'm just going to jump in yeah. because I was literally going to go to you and I disagree <laughs> uh, because I think that having him do that. only do this, I can, <laughs> Gabe just learned what compromises are. Oh my God. Uh, you can, you, I'm going to give it a seven because I am going to, you, I'm, I'm going to try and view it from the lens of like, now we've seen three of these movies mm-hmm. and yeah. I support that. And understand uh, and assume that we are going to receive probably three more. Tom Holland's likely going to keep doing this forever. Why would he not? Um, yeah, now that he's playing, he's playing super coy end. about it, but yeah, I it feels very much like version. he uh, cried and, and uh, uh, begged his way into a larger movie deal. Um, but there's a slow burn here. Poopy pants. Uh, that could be really, really cool because Spider-Man in a lot of the comics is he's supposed to be too young to be an Avenger and on the periphery, too on the periphery to be an Avenger. Setting him up now, spoiler alert, to have nobody know who he is, even further solidifies that kind of outsider Spider-Man you know, version. So being able to see him in this movie almost solely motivated by being cool and like wanting to you know, fight uh, alongside his idol. Totally. And then having a villain who is not actually like any other Spider-Man villain that they've shown us or really very many other, you know, villains in the MCU in general. He's not actually, like you said, he's not even really that evil. He's just greedy. And not even really that. He just is pissed at the government for taking away his cash cow. He had a golden goose, and the government took it away. And he was like, "You know what? Screw that! I am good." Well, he becomes greedy, is what I mean. I am going to milk this goose. 
um, for all yeah. of its gold. That's how the fairy tale goes. Sure, right? yeah, a yeah, lot yeah, of yeah, gold. Yeah, yeah. I think it's silver. Yeah, the, the one and only milks so much gold. <laughs> so much gold milk comes out of the goose. Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> and he's, it's. I think it's Your a really boy. cool. They they looked at what they had left to Spider Man, and they picked the best possible route. I think absolutely to to make it. Um, you know, an effective uh, uh, money making machine forever. But until, until Tom Holland dies or is uh, you know breaks a leg or something. It's also kind of seeing that, but you're kind of, you're seeing that. I think you can have more of that outlook because you know the other oh, yeah, later movies sure. they scale it up. So yeah. like this movie by itself, it's tough to compare because like the they're starting slow and the slow burn is great, but as a movie by itself makes it a little bit more frustrating because you want something more epic to be happening. Sure, I see that. Yeah. I mean, maybe without the perspective, I would still have given it a six. But I think with the perspective, you know, yeah, I, mean, I think that it's just a, a really. So I mean, they're they're it's Disney, you know, like they're. I, I guess I just they, they found a brilliant Sony. way to make this. Is it? Sony? Yeah. Yeah, but Disney owns. But Marvel stuff, collaborated. I mean, I feel like I have no doubt in my mind, though, that like even if they hadn't had those iterations before and they were playing off of doing something different, that they wouldn't have killed it if they had done the original like concept as yeah, well. Like sure. I, mm-hmm. I just think it's that much more impressive that they took like I don't want to say scraps because it's not scraps, but like they took um, this on when it is so built in everyone's minds already, and they were able to create something. Yeah, and they so, soft like, launched him in another movie, and then mm-hmm. and then looked at what they had already been done with Spider-Man and was like, you know what? We don't need to do an origin story. Mm-hmm. We don't need mm-hmm. to, we so don't smart. need to establish, you know, very much about him other than, you know, his, his overall motivation and, you know, give him, give him a, um, a counterpart who is, who's a good kind of duality to him. Someone who's not, you know, worried about impressing anybody and is just solely out for to himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and you gave also, it a six, Nick? I gave it a six. Seven. Oh, you gave it a seven. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Okay, Gabriel. And for all the reasons stated above, I am also giving it a seven. Whoa. And actually, wow. it is my best friend, asshole. So, no, no, no. I, <laughs> I'm I, I, the better Nick. I said all the reasons stated above, so that included Nick Doria's as well. Um, no, it, when I really think about this movie, I... I've, it, it is not one of my top five favorite Marvel movies, but I put it as one out of five extremely original Marvel movies. It, it is up there. I, in fact, even though I like No Way Home more and parts of Far From Home more, I actually find this way more original than either of those movies. Um, partly because we got the Into the Spider-Verse thing for uh, No Way Home and, and it's built off of these other movies before it. But really, it's, you know, what Nick was saying, like, both Nicks were saying, like, being able to rewrite (laughs) this character without it ever feeling repetitive or weird. And even just, like, the MJ thing, I know we barely get her in this, but, like, even doing that in a way that had never been done before, I think the way that they open this movie with the his, like, footage from Civil War, instead of just, like, telling us the background of what happened with Civil War and, like, how he got recruited and all that. I mean, oh, yeah, well, I guess we do see that. him get recruited by Tony. 
but I, I, I think it's hilarious. And it also sets a different tone than any other Marvel movie. The same way that Guardians of the Galaxy did and the same way that Ragnarok did, it set like a comedic tone that no other Marvel movie could hit. And I'm excited to see more Avengers movies that include Spider-Man because you can tell that James Gunn and Taika Waititi had such a like big hand in Infinity War and Endgame. Because they like they put their tone into the characters that were included, but again, like I just there's so many elements of this. The writing of his character, not just that there's a duality with the villain, but like they really capture what it's like to be a teenage boy and like be one that knows that he ha- like. I've never been, you know, like I I think I been by radioactive spider. No, that I I wish. I no, I like I've never been like the best at anything and we're playing and we're taking this character who's like probably the smartest in his school uh and and like he's just like he has no parents but he he lives with his aunt and he works hard and he really wants this stark internship and stuff and the way that they show the emotions of a kid like that with all the responsibility without doing the Uncle Ben thing is really powerful. And then you also are putting in probably in the Marvel movies, probably the best father son story, you know, cause like Thor or not Thor, um, guardians of the galaxy two, they do it with ego and it's kind of, I, I actually don't like a lot of those scenes, but like everything with Tony is really good in this and it yeah. makes sense. Um, and then they have the moment where he's he's just a boy. Like, when he's trapped under the rubble and he's, like, crying and stuff and, like, freaking out, like, that makes sense. He's not this... He, he later becomes this person that can figure out anything, but, like, at the time, he's just this kid who's just figuring it out as he goes. Um, and they also establish how committed he is, this character specifically, this Spider-Man, to making sure that no one dies, including his villains. And that becomes so important later. So I think that there's yeah. just a lot of creative takes in this, and it stands out with the Marvel movies. And there's only a few things that really like I I like puzzle me because again, you could find plot holes. But the, I mean, the main one is how the fuck did Vulture and his crew know exactly when and where Tony's like ship was going to be? Like, how would you even get that information from the alien technology? You whispered to MacGuffin, dude. Yeah, I mean exactly, but that's what I'm saying. Every one of them has it, so I won't really hold it against the original Spider-Man either. I just find this one a little more creative, even though that one set the foundation. Bitch. Yeah, I um, I'm glad. Just to finish that off, I'm glad you brought up MJ because I do think it's really important to address that the two female characters in this movie were like really well adjusted for what yeah. we had been given sure. we needed yeah. this new mj but also the young aunt may and his relationship with her stellar and it's oh, like yeah. the exact relationship that we needed and it's fun and great and she becomes such a great character throughout the series anyways as sexy um, as aunt may is in the first one i mean yeah <laughs> it's, it's tough to compete with marissa tomei but she she works it yeah so speaking of characters we are going to move on to actoring oh, um <laughs> <laughs> which, um, <laughs> which, um, <laughs> it's important to address with actoring that we're also talking about the writing of the characters, um, and the directing of the actors as well. So 
Let's start. Let's stay on homecoming. Sure. Um, and Nicholas, oh, why don't you okay. start with homecoming actoring? <laughs> My whole first name has too many syllables. Too many syllables. Um, I think my whole first name is the perfect amount of syllables. Is your actual first name Nick or is it Nicholas? Nicholas. Oh. Okay. So. Well, we disagree. <laughs> uh, I I forgot to bring something up in Spectacularity that I think is like a brilliant writing. Um, so I'll bring it up here. Yeah, it works. Um, I I mean we we've talked a lot about Tom Holland. He's great. Michael Keaton's a fucking genius. Uh, like we, if you know, Marissa Tomei is amazing. The, the, like everyone is cast wonderfully. Everything with Tony Stark is great. Like there's nothing, I don't have any issues with any of the casting. Yeah, I can't believe they cast Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark. In this <laughs> amazing. They did a great job. He really is. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I so did, good game. no issues with, uh, <laughs> with any of the actors. I think everything is, is well done. I think the writing of the movie, like we've already talked about is really, you know, unique and, um, you know, sort of brilliant the way that they're able to create this story given, you know, multiple iterations of this exact same character before. Um, I'm just going to talk about how awesome it is that we get the reveal that Michael Keaton is his girlfriend's dad. <laughs> so sure. awesome. Because of their interracial, his interracial relationship. Yeah. All right. Because we just like don't, like that's just such a twist and right, it's so yeah, well like, yeah, written for sure. And yeah. so like, I remember seeing that and being like, okay, yep. That's really funny. That's good. That's good. Oh, they did it's that. surprising. And it's Shit. There's very no way surprising it. and very well done. And like, that's very good. And now it just feels, now I feel awful. Right. You just feel <laughs> awful for Peter Parker. Oh yeah. Right. And that next scene, awful. it is just so painful to watch him, just Lose be his like childhood, essentially. Just be like, oh god, oh god, that's not just, not just am I picking <laughs> this girl up from prom and I've loved her this whole movie, but also her dad is the vulture. Yeah, right. and he's like, I have to stop the vulture, who's her dad, and then also oh, yeah. I can't be a kid and go to prom. Yeah, everything homecoming. is just it's homecoming. just homecoming. It's a great it's a great emotional touch. Fuck. Tom does a great job. <laughs> it is just like like I feel like that. <laughs> That scene is just so well written, so well directed, so well acted. I think it's a nice little encapsulation of of this. I'm gonna give it a seven. Whoa! <laughs> the fuck? This and yeah. Well, okay. It's like a shit. Gabriel, I need you. you to speak. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna give it a seven. Um, <laughs> fucking idiot. Um, <laughs> Why? I, I just I don't think this is like the best acting and like the best characters ever. I just I really do. I think in an MCU movie in this category, it's up there. It's got. Well, this isn't about what you think. <sighs> okay. What do no, you it think? Is. No, it is. It Literally, is. I I, I think like. Where it becomes a as, literally like one a, third about what I think. A movie where it would be like a seven for me is like probably like Endgame and Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, there's just like n- well, yeah, I, I like how they cast Tony Stark in that one too. Yeah, yeah, he's really good. <laughs> um, you know what's funny about this? You know that Jennifer Connelly is the voice of the suit that he has, and Jennifer Connelly oh. is married to Paul Bettany. Oh. oh, I wonder wow. if he's just like, "Hey, I I can't do this because I'm Vision now." So, right, come come take my wife for a ride. Uh, they didn't say it like that. 
Um, but you did. I did. <laughs> what I really like about this movie, they're not good actors, but they're like, I love the insertion of funny actors to like. They're not good actors, keep but. The, I mean, I'm not going to say like <laughs> Hannibal Burris is a great actor. He just plays Hannibal Burris. <laughs> right. But including him in it is fucking great. Like, Having a teacher like that that's not aware of anything going on, it's kind of like 21 Jump Street when they're making fun of, like, um, how, like, the crimes are happening and, like, he just does, the principal doesn't know Jake Johnson. But I just, I like the insertion of comedy in this and finding actual people that are com- uh, comedically funny. I don't remember if J.B. Smoove is in this one or the next one, but. I don't think he's in this one. But you get Martin Starr, who's really funny. Um, I think all the kids are like perfectly casted. Yeah. They're, they're all young. Yeah. They're all like great. I, I you know, like the. Yeah, so it be seven. I love watching the inner, <laughs> uh, the. PA system stuff like the morning announcements and stuff. I'll get to that with visuals, but yeah, but they acted so well. Shut the fuck up. Uh, uh, But like it all comes down to for me, Tom Holland, who is a perfect Spider-Man, and he's great. There's there's something I can understand people not liking Tom Holland and watching some of him and just. I, there's something about him that's like too like perfect, you know. When you, when you're watching this kid, that it's a little strange, and you could kind of feel like he might be. He, it's because he's he, British. Yeah, maybe that's it. But um, <laughs> I was watching with Alexa, and she was like, I, "He's not even hiding his accent." I was like, "What the fuck are you talking about? I, I would <laughs> never know that he's British." And, it sounds it, like Marty McFly the whole yeah, time. A little bit. Yeah. I, have I, you guys I ever really seen like that interview? That's like, I'm sorry, I have to oh, bring yeah. this no, up. No, that no. interview where that guy is like. <laughs> Why are you doing a British accent? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that interview so much. And Tom's like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's I, again surprising. So she's so done. good. Um, but I, I guess you know my problem is like it's not a good use of Bokeem Woodbine, who's fucking incredible in Fargo, and like he's just like a henchman in this. He's not that great. He's the shocker. I, we, kind of. He takes over for Logan shocker Marshall too. Green, who's also a pretty good actor and doesn't really get much to work with here. Um, but he's the shocker. But I really, he is too. But I, I really like the assistant guy. I think he's fucking hilarious, yeah. or, or is For like sure. a, you know right hand man. It's great. Um, oh, you left your phone out. I'm a curious person by nature. Yeah. <laughs> you know I'm a curious person <laughs> by nature. It's so. Uh, and then one last one. I really like that they recasted Kenneth Troy in this to play his character from Captain America's grandson, the principal of the school, and you see an image of his grandfather in the background or mm. whatever that's just marvel having fun back to so, the future very back i give it a five maybe six okay. no no, no I, I for marvel yeah five and a half yeah a glowing um, review and then a five and a half i just yeah. don't think it's perfect. <laughs> all right nick go ahead <laughs> i'm gonna jump right in with my score um i'm gonna say i think it's at the same exact level five and a half um fuck yeah there are there is definitely a lot of great and a little bit of bad but i mean i don't think that it the ceiling it doesn't quite touch the ceiling it could go way higher for movies in general but for what it is it does a great job um i mean ned is awesome in the movie i i like gabe said the first time i watched it i thought it was okay rewatched a few times 
he just becomes that much better and he's almost like the audience acting in the movie too he's like yeah. so curious on what it's like to be spider-man what it's like meeting the avengers and you know what does the hulk smell like uh, all those million different questions um and, and like him being super cutesy in the car like aunt may is like ned i really like that hat on you and he's like oh yeah it um you should, or no, Ned, you wear that hat really well. It's like, yeah, it gives me confidence. Yeah. And, and just like stuff like that, Ned absolutely crushes. Um, I think Peter Parker, it, it's definitely, you know, writing him younger makes it a little bit more endearing. There were parts where I thought they really try and throw it in your face. Love Peter Parker, where like he's ordering a sandwich and he goes, can I get the pickles? And could you make sure to squish the sandwich? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was just like, that is just, it's really in your face on your, they're trying to get you to, to love this kid and how specific he likes his stuff and, and really tying the audience there. One thing I'll say might be controversial, but if we're looking at this movie by itself, I wasn't a huge fan of Zendaya in this movie. I, oh, I like from originality yeah. standpoint... I think it was different than the other MJ takes, like the, the actual comics. Yeah. But, um, and I, I like that they at least twisted it up. But some of her lines in her, her demeanor in this movie, she improves as it goes on. But in this movie alone is like her at the party. And the, she's like, why are you guys at this party? And like, well, you're at this party. And she's like, am I? Yeah. It's just. Uh, that that's that stuff just kind of really kind of took me out of the movie a bit. I'm not that, obsessive. I'm not obsessed with him. Just observant is such a good line, though. Yeah, but like yeah, they, yeah. they balance it out. There's definitely good and bad, yeah. but like they, I don't know. They her trying to be the rebellious kind of loser punk girl um, at times was huge swing swing and a miss. But they they definitely didn't didn't totally ground out on it, but. Uh, that's that's just why I think I, I, I she give has a five plenty and a half. of better roles, especially like the the punk type girl that you're talking about is kind of how she plays Rue in Euphoria. Right. I was about she's to so say, wasn't she just ruin yeah. Euphoria? Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's ruin Euphoria just without like the cool drugs. I agree. <laughs> drugs are tight. Jeez. All right, um, we are not sponsored by Dare. Um, <laughs> let's move on to. Uh, Obviously, Spider-Man 2002. I'm just going to keep calling it that because I don't know how else to differentiate this stuff. Um, Gabe, why don't you start? You're excited. There's one person to talk about ever. Yeah, just please. Hey, Freak Joe! I got you for three minutes. And the whole crowd is so great in that when they're like, Boza! Boza! It's playtime! Playtime! And he's like, I can't feel my legs. I can't feel my legs. <laughs> that whole scene is comedy gold. It is so well casted. Even the girls being like fucking assholes to him is great. Um, what's his name from the Sam Raimi movies? Uh, Bruce. Oh, uh, Bruce Campbell. Yeah, yeah, Bruce Campbell, who who like shows up in each of the Spider-Man movies in and, different ways, and the uh, video games too. Yeah, he's he's really funny as the guy who's like. Uh, what's your name? And he's like, what is his he's, name? I'm the human time? spider. I'm the human spider. He's like, that's a fucking lame name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's just a lot in this movie that is, there are characters who are playing like goofy comic book versions of them. You know, like this was before we were getting like a lot of great performances from like 
all of the like side actors and stuff. But at the very least, I mean, you get really established actors with Aunt May and Uncle Ben, and you get um, Kirsten Dunst, who's nominated this year, uh, but isn't that great? But um, also, I mean, you have Willem Dafoe. Just like a tour de force performance for him. Like, like even considering his like most dramatic movies, this is one of his best performances ever. Mm-hmm. The back to formula. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> everything with him is so great. I also love making fun of the moment when Uncle Ben is dying. I'm sorry. Uh, and he's like, Peter! His mouth is so wide. <laughs> He's showing no teeth. No teeth. <laughs> Take my hand. Um, that made yeah. me sad as well. Oh, but all of the young people, dude. It's just so poorly casted in terms of, like, all, even when they're in college. These kids are too fucking old to be in college. Like, Joe Manganiello in this movie is like, what are we doing here? Um, fucking James Franco is way too old for it, even though I think this is actually low-key one of James Franco's best per- performances, too, in the first one. Yeah, I don't really think I he think he's way better when he starts doing the droopy eye thing in later versions of I, just, I love all the memes with him. I, I don't know. It's really tough with this one because, like, everyone is doing, like, a, there's really funny people like J.K. Simmons and uh, Randy... Savage. Randy Savage yeah, and sure. stuff. But then there's like a lot of. Gabe only knows the names of actors, not wrestlers. But then there's a lot of like really poor casting decisions in my mind. So. Like Tobey Maguire? I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah, Tobey. No, I actually think Tobey is awful. I really fucking hate Tobey in these movies. I actually don't know if I think Tobey Maguire is a good actor. Someone keeps. (laughs) A couple movie accounts keep posting the scene in Brothers where he's like. Oh my God. I see that scene everywhere. And I'm like, that doesn't look real. That doesn't look like. Yeah. He makes me want to give it a four. I'm sorry. He's really bad in this movie. Like the writing of him is bad, but he also is just really fucking bad in this movie. I'm going to put Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe's. uh, Willem Dafoe carries the entire. Yeah, exactly. So it has to be above average because he's argue. No, he is the best villain acting like in any of these comic book movies. For sure. The range he has to to give in it makes it like an incredible. Five me. Five you. All right. um, Nick Guest. So, um, exactly. I mean, Bonesaw is ready. <laughs> it's just a line repeated constantly. I mean, the, so many boys. There's so many boys on this episode. He, he's so good. Um, and then, yeah, but Willem Dafoe's lines, like, you know what? I'm somewhat of a scientist myself. That, like, that type of stuff just repeated. Um, constantly, and so obviously, I think it's a sign of the times just that they're casting people that are in their 30s um, to be these teenagers in high school. Fun fact is, uh, what's her face? Elizabeth Banks, who plays the assistant. Oh, yeah. Um, she originally tried out to be MJ, and then they said that she's too old, but she's closer in age to Tobey Maguire than. Kirsten Dunces, and oh, so weird. Who knows? But she would have been a really good MJ, I think. She, yeah, for sure. But I mean, 
MJ, Kirsten Dunst, Tobey Maguire, they won an MTV musical or MTV award yeah, for that's, Best Kiss. It was Says a it all. Kiss. I mean, it was worth Says it. Says it all. Worth it. Um, but yeah, so that that you know that toughest is stuff. But I love Bruce Simmons or uh, Bruce Campbell. Bonesaw crushing it. J.K. Simmons is so good yeah. that they put him in every single movie as that role. He is so good. Um, you can't recast him. Yeah, you, you you just can't recast him. James Franco, I don't know. He is. It's the writing. It might not have been James Franco himself, but the writing. He sounds so corny. Like mm -hmm. the, him uh, there at their graduation. First thing he says to Peter after graduating is like, Peter, my dad, he got the apartment for us in the city. Oh, yeah. Just, okay, that kind of just... Yeah, how do you even deliver that line? That's not a good line. <laughs> like, granted, he looked like an idiot, but it was probably the really bad writing that was done. I mean, this movie was written t for like over 25 years, like delayed a ton, rewritten James Cameron, um, rewritten by like a, a million different people. So it touched a, a, a ton of different hands, which doesn't probably help the cause but um overall i think yeah i, I would give it probably a, a five okay all right let's move on to the category no, i feel no. like nicholas oh i also God. gave it a five i'm sorry there's too many nicholases yeah it's like nicholas, the spider-man the nicholas Nikolai. yeah uh i tell also us. gave it a five tell us all the things uh, i agree it's the only the only the only reason it's not a four or lower is Willem Dafoe. To For me. sure. Yeah. And he's I a agree. perfect foe in this he one. He does. And in the movies, he caps and he has crazy teeth and he caps and uncaps them. So he has like normally has caps on his teeth and he got, has the caps removed for the scenes where he's... Well, that's why he looks going crazy. so crazy. Yeah, so he's got more pointed teeth that's oh, why. on those that. scenes, and then he caps him when he's actually Norman Osborn. That's great. Pretty, I mean, pretty him good. in that last scene is so fucking good. I mean, he's uh, just such a yeah. yeah. He's just such a pro that, like, you know, he just he spent an inordinate amount of time being like, "How am I going to make this like a real?" character totally and not just like some he cared he definitely cared yeah. for sure and no one else in the entire movie did that so he's the only reason it's a five hell yeah i agree Respect. with you entirely nicholas um yeah so moving on to the category i feel like you have been very excited to discuss i'm gonna stick with this spider-man and have nick guest start because he's mentioned eye candy multiple times in this episode hell yeah so <laughs> love it love it so I, what i was saying before I think it is very originally done, the fact that it's shot like a comic book. Like I was saying before, the laying and layering images look super cool, um, very different. CGI, unfortunately, Horror. doesn't really Horror. hold up. Um, I think there was like a scene specifically of like the Osborne factories, and it looks like something you could have done probably yourself with a high school education class in, in, in graphic arts. Um, so that, that's unfortunate, but I think the colors and it's like, like really pop. I don't know. There's like every red and blue that is in it is like very vivid. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, you know, like I said before, Sam Raimi with the, the snap zooms, um, you know, I think green goblin 
like when he's playing the old lady and she's <laughs> kind of crying and then turns and snaps and it zooms right in her face like would get anybody in in uh any movie to to jump out of their seat yeah which i thought was um was really good and you know they got they got stuff like um peter parker in his glasses and like kind of zooming it seeing it through his glasses blurry and not blurry i thought was um i oh, thought I was like really that. cool green goblin like for yes this was it was a movie shot in 2002 but still they do a great job of him flying around in the middle of the parade when he brushes by one of those balloons and just kind of grabs it with his hand is like so cool i I thought it it, it just and it holds up so well also the part where he like ambushes them at that um military base that one's kind of cool too. yes exactly exactly i think surprising amount of stuff has um has held up well but um and then the final point i would really make on this is the the tight area fighting scenes so like Mm -hmm. i think the cgi didn't hold up well but what they could do for like practical effects stuff was incredible the burning building scene is iconic yeah um you know the slow-mo with him dodging all like the the bladed balls and then the scene at the end where then the abandoned building and they're just kicking the the crap out of each other the the explosion where half of spider-man's mask rips off like this movie Mm -hmm. is just so much more brutal than any mcu movie could be and i mean that's a crutch that mcu has to kind of hold to itself but like that's why this kind of stands alone but the fighting just it's tough to compare what mcu can do with their fight scenes and what it is especially with like black widow like the way that she uh her combat is really cool it's yeah they have like mixed martial artists doing all these fights now yeah and as opposed to you know topi mcguire trying to throw a few punches so um i would say overall visuals or eye candy i would probably give this one a six okay six just all right doesn't hold up that's that's the only nicolas Mm, i'm gonna give it a five i think there's more that doesn't hold up for me than there there is things that there are things that do hold up yeah that's right (laughs) grammar you got it um there are a lot of like lasting images though that like put this way like it has to be above average like i mean there's the green goblins booty uh, oh hell yeah! The green, <laughs> <laughs> the green goblin's mask, Willem Dafoe's face—it's all just Willem Dafoe. Uh, I I just like truly. There's a bunch of things that just don't that are too comic booky in a way that is just like okay, or just the CGI doesn't hold up like you guys are talking about. Sure, like for as I feel like for as much as there is positive, there is a negative. Mm-hmm. And a good example of that is. Really cool that really cool that he catches all of the food that falls from the sky. <laughs> that seed is they shot that hundred and fifty six times. Yeah. I think that's stupid. They should have just used CGI for that. Wait, he uh, literally does he, that. He literally that's a practical effect. Oh drop them. Dropping. Yeah. That's yeah. so many shots. That's just so you know those shooting? like you know those like TikToks where they like shoot a, a basketball, like hit it with a hammer, and it flies like across two basketball courts, and then right. flies. It's like that, but they did that for the movie Spider Man, and him catching uh, stuff, which is 
Sick. You know I mean, how it took that guy 167 yeah. times to hit that yeah. basketball? That's what they did. People just CGI that nowadays. That's cool. But I mean, I'm going to say this, though. Like, who most people are not going to know that. So it's like, is it worth it? Most people do not. Most people are going to see that and be like, oh, that's a cool CGI yeah, trick. It's not like no a one's going to like thing where everyone knows that he everyone did knows he does everything. Yeah. Right, yeah right. Like, Willem that's Dafoe not the case here. <laughs> of the stunts in this movie, too, that's which is cool that's and very awesome. Lot. But there's also a scene very shortly thereafter where Spider-Man, uh, t- at the time the human spider, uh, pushes J- uh, Joe Mangiello's character, who I think is Flash Thompson. Yeah. Uh, yeah like, Flash. W- like really far. 100% breaks the man's sternum. Yeah. For sure. And everyone in the school is like, oh, and they're not <laughs> like, sure. that man has super strength, arrest him immediately. My favorite part is actually when like he beats the shit out of the guy and the and the other bully is like, such a freak, Parker. It's like, yeah. no, dude, you would not say shit to this guy <laughs> yeah, afterwards. No, dude. On the and also, you should join him now. Like, that he's guy, the new bully. No, that guy yeah. needs to be arrested. He has superpowers. There's something, like, wrong yeah. here. And no one cares. It's just too... There's too many things that are over the top, and there's no, like, thought behind it or, like, intention. Sure. And mm-hmm. that bugs the crap out of me. Yeah. There's only one like visual thing that makes my head spin. It's so bad now, and it's when everyone gets turned into the skeletons. It just looks sure. it's horrendously it's like bad. Mars attacks. It does look exactly <laughs> like Mars Attacks, Mars which is attacks. an unwatchable movie now over time, <laughs> even though it was so great back in the day. Watch yourself. <laughs> Dude, I love Mars Attacks. Uh, what a reference. Um, I, yeah, so the good things, I, I do kind of feel like the good things outweigh. Like okay, so like, if I were to compare this to another superhero movie that's at the beginning of superhero movies, I would look at Iron Man, and Iron Man hasn't aged poorly in any way. Mm-hmm. There's like almost no scene in Iron Man that I would be like, "Oh fuck!" Like they could make this so much better now. Um, just just looks goofy when he's. Huh. Yeah, I guess that's a little because it becomes so much cool. Every movie got cooler and cooler when he does that shit, um, but. There are there are a lot of things where I'm like shaking my head that they look bad. Like I actually think the fight at the very end, even though the fighting is good, the it looks like they're on a soundstage where they're fighting. Like it does not look like a real mm-hmm. abandoned building. It just looks like someone set up a, a fake wall and stuff. Like that's just not like the, and the bricks are like falling off and stuff. But it does make it a cool scene because you know the landscape of it. Right. So there, there's a lot of clever attention to a lot of the details that I like what Sam Raimi does. And I think he falls away from when he goes into the the third movie especially just looks so bad visually. Um, because he got so obsessed with CGI. When this guy is really good at setting a mood visually and... You know, like I talked about at the very beginning, but the horror aspects of this are so fucking cool just in terms of how he does it visually. Like, the way he does Goblin when he's like... When he's like like turning into Goblin is fucking horrifying. And the way he jumps off the thing, it's like an outdated way of showing someone move really fast, but it looks fucking cool. Totally. And again, with the when he's on the hoverboard, sometimes it looks really cool. Sometimes it's really CGI. Uh, I think everything they do with Spider-Man when he's learning his powers are, is really fucking cool. You have the iconic scene where he's walking up the mm-hmm. wall. Um, I love go the way web, they film go. that. 
Yeah. I love... <laughs> I don't think this movie... Like, the, I actually give a lot of other movies more credit. Like, even... Um, Zack Snyder movies for looking a lot like a comic book, like mm. the way they do that. But what I really love in this one is the like when they do montages and stuff, and like different news articles are coming out, or when he's coming up with the costume and it's showing all the drawings. I don't know how he became like the best seamstress in uh, all of New York City. Seamster, yeah, but he it's Toby McGuire. Um, uh, oh goodness Um, but his suit is so fucking cool when they give you the suit it's like I think it's the best suit too before you get the Iron Man type suit but like his suit is really cool so there's a lot of visual details that send it up to a 5 for me Um, yeah Yeah. I'd agree and it doesn't age like horribly throughout right um, all right. Well, why don't Gabe, why don't you keep talking and why don't sure. we move on to homecoming? Homecoming uh, like really has a lot of creative touches. Yeah. There are ham fisted moments for sure. Like the Ferris Bueller thing. Um, and there are other elements of that, but I, I just think there's a comedy level to the filming in this and the editing that really works. Um, you know, I mentioned the, the way they film that like documentary at the beginning is cool. I almost kind of want like a whole Spider-Man movie. That's like handheld footage or whatever, like, or like lost, uh, lost footage, like Chronicle. For sure. Um, it would, it would be really fun. I also, um, I, I love the little Easter egg shots in this. Like one of them I, that I love is, when Vulture is in the sky and he's in front of the moon, it looks like the Batman symbol uh, for Michael Keaton. I, I thought that yeah. was really cool. It's also funny that he's Vulture and Birdman yeah, and Batman. Yeah, it's a cute little Easter egg um, for sure. But he, he was meant to be that. Uh, there's also... That's what the doctor said when they when he birthed him. Michael Keaton. They're like, he's going to be Batman, Birdman, and Vulture. He has to be. He's that's meant to it. be. That's it. He does look like a little the prophecy bird. is. <laughs> <laughs> he lo- yeah, he does look like a bird. Fuck. Um, I also I really like you, you know speaking of the vlog thing, I love the way that they do the morning announcement videos. It's like it's yeah, same. It's a level of comedy that is like really popular on like TikTok and stuff now. But like they did it so well with this with the editing, it almost looks like those uh, Saturday Night Live. Um, skits that are like making fun of 80s shows where it's like Kyle Mooney in yeah. them. Right. So it, it, in the way that they do that, the awkwardness is really great in that. I think there's like one really dumb visual moment to me and that's when um, <laughs> when he's running past the 18th green at a golf course and there's like a million balls there like left on the ground. That's like someone who never knew what a golf course well, I think that's like. A, that's a driving range. No, dude, that was, it said the 18th hole or something. Also, no 18th hole says 18th on it, but um, Even if it's, it's, it's a, a green. Driving range. It's a green. And, a million balls yeah, and it's, and it's late at night. No one was playing. He turns on the, he, the light I think comes it's a on driving and he's range. running across. It's really stupid, dude. Um, oh, one, one really amazing uh, uh, visual moment that I didn't notice until Kane Holloway pointed this out. And it's when Michael Keaton is in the car. I mean, the whole way, the whole car scene is filmed really well mm-hmm. with Keaton and the daughter and Tom Holland and using the mirror. But there's a moment where he's at a red light, and the moment that the real moment that Vulture 
realizes that he's Spider-Man, the light turns green and you could see green turn onto his face. Like you just see the reflection of green on his face as if he got the idea right there. And so I'm going to give it a well above average. I'm going to do a six here because I I really I think the visual stuff like really stands out. And I don't know how much it would age over time because the CGI also looks really fucking good. Yeah. All right, Nicholas. Mm. (laughs) I have a hard time with this one because there's not like a ton of imagery, I feel like, in this in in this ver in this movie that isn't already kind of done in the other Spider-Man movies like there's not you know like it looks just as good as any of the other Marvel movies which is to say that it looks great like you know but there's not a whole lot of like lasting imagery right in this like i think that the way they made the vulture look the fact that he's using you know like uh um alien tech, alien tech yeah. and like comes up with his own like suit but it's not really supposed to be like a super suit but there are these little subtle hints that he's like pretty Way stoked stronger. on it yeah. and like really enjoys the fact that he's <laughs> basically a super villain but actually he just uses it to salvage like stuff uh you know that he's like working on like a subsonic version of it and all this stuff is is cool but you know they kind of underdone they don't utilize it a ton there's a few scenes where it looks pretty badass but I struggle to think, like, is is there anything about the eye candy in the movie that wasn't, isn't already done in some way, either in the Marvel Universe or in other Spider-Man movies? So I kind of want to give it a four. Oh, interesting. Just in the... In I don't a, think you listened to anything I said, but it's cool. A relativity sense? No, I didn't. <laughs> well, you could listen after uh, but I don't think I, it's I hear you. I like, I agree. But I think it's hard because I feel like when it comes to Marvel now, you almost like just have to automatically give those movies like a five and above simply because of how like great it is. But I get that you're focusing more on the fact that like there's not anything about it that you find super original visually. Mm-hmm. Like it is just like incredible visuals, but like you're basically saying that because there's nothing original about it, you can't go too high. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm trying to, like, with the seven and acting, I'm trying to, like, compare it to other Marvel movies. Like, right. I think of uh, other Marvel movies, it is one of the better casted and, and written and, you know, uh, directed. But I don't know that, like, this, anything in this one stands out as being, you know, visually spectacular to me. So I'm going to go, uh, all things considered, a four. <laughs> okay. All right. Nick S. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I mean, I, I would probably, you know, I Nick, I have the same exact sentiment as you. I think Marvel, the MCU, they have a great CGI team. They they crush it every single movie, except the Eternals. Except, <laughs> agreed. Um, oh, and maybe fuck. Thor: Dark World. Um, oh God! I actually yeah. don't agree with that. But oh, Incredible Hulk as well. You disagree, yeah, yes. Layla? Um, well, we're not talking about the Eternals, but oh, yeah. <laughs> slightly I do. <laughs> it, it just, yeah, I mean, it, it's, I think the use of CGI, way better than this one. Probably going to hold up. I think that's more on kind of the legacy side of things that yeah. that'll hold up a lot longer. True. Um, but yeah, nothing kind of, nothing blew me away. I do, like you said, though, uh, I mean, I think I have total agreement with you of the fact that Vulture's suit was badass. I mean, they could have done that 
the vulture in, in the comics is like a weird semi-human semi-vulture thing and it's how do you translate that to to more of a modern movie um where he's not going to be you know half human half animal and the way they did it i thought was was super cool you know he's a vulture he's actually like you know he's he's scavenging stuff he's he's yeah he's not even really like a villain like he's not on the radar of like you know like like stark doesn't know about yeah and, yeah. right. Right. Anyone, he's not trying to take over the world. He's yeah. just trying to. He doesn't ever call himself the vulture. Right. You know, but he is, but that's, that's cool. Like right. that, that part is, is cool. Right. And that, I think, yeah, the, the Satari weapons, like all the alien tech is, is pretty cool. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I don't want to compare it to other movies. I want, you know, as a standalone movie, but it, it's tough if it, it, it gets pushed up because it's in the MCU so I have to treat it as such, and so I'd probably give it um, probably if I can do another five point five, I would probably do. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna move to that as well because I now that I'm thinking of like other ones, I I do really want to just say like that. My overall point was that there's a lot of. Um, visual comedy that a lot of them don't get to i mean there's like maybe like three or four marvel movies that do that really well but i i I do love those aspects but when i look at the movie as a whole i do agree there's nothing super remarkable visually right right i mean sam raimi just has his taste on his own yeah and like he has his own white eyes rolling back and stuff like that and and i mean there's a reason why no one really like refers to the spider-man director by like no one knows who john watts is right if i said that no one would know like a kevin bacon movie before this and that's like it is that true yeah i did like cop car or something like that i hear that's actually pretty good yeah um all right interesting 5.5 for me as well all right Making okay. Work for before wait before I move on because last time I effed up. Have we gotten everybody? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All We're right. doing great. Um, so let's go on to. We're on our last category. Yeah, let's yeah. go on to legacy. legacy. Um, let's stay with Homecoming. Sure. Um, and Gabe, why don't you start? So the, uh, this is an interesting one because it's I for me personally legacy like this is a top 10 Marvel movie it just really works for me uh I know a lot of people don't really have it that high I know some people like the sequel a little bit more I I do really like far from home but I just there's something that makes me return back to this and I think it is the high school comedy aspect of it with uh Tony Stark being involved and and um and how good Vulture is, even though Mysterio is also great. So I'm excited to talk about that. But <laughs> yeah, this like, you know, revamped the Spider-Man movies and it did it insanely successfully. I mean, this movie was super popular, but it was also riding off of Marvel's success. You know, the MCU had built up at that point past Civ- Civil War, which was like the first huge team up movie um you know it, bigger than avengers and avengers 2 um and so it kind of rode off of that success but it had its own uniqueness that i think stands out and will keep it as a movie that it's easy to return to it's like one of the easiest rewatches of any mcu movie i really love showing people this yeah. especially people that are like oh i've seen so many spider-man movies like i don't really like tom holland like he's in everything now it's like it's really fun to watch, and I think it stands out Easy. in that way over time. Um, but 
I, I mean, and then also, so it, it's weird because this movie is not like if you look at like ratings and stuff. Like IMDb is somewhere where I would like with Marvel movies. I kind of look at even though uh, they don't like Black Panther as much as they should. Um, but IMDb doesn't. I thought it was it's, kind of like a. 90s. I think it no. I Black Panther is lower. I think. Oh, okay. Um. But this, like I think just comparable. This is like a seven point four, and so is Far From Home. And I always I find that really interesting because something had to lead up to the moment that made No Way Home one of the biggest successes ever. I would argue actually that No Way Home is the most successful movie of all time because it did what it did in the pandemic, and yeah. like there's no it, it, like I mean it would skyrocket everything. So there's something about this movie that gave us that that I have to give it credit for, but it's obviously not a seven because it, it, like we've, we've seen potentially the peak of these Spider-Man movies and, and how it all culminated. And, um, that, that would be a seven. So I'm going to give it a six, uh, really successful and no one was expecting it to be as good as it ended up being. Hmm. I actually thought it looked really annoying when I saw the trailers. Hmm. All right. Hmm. Nick D. So, I think that we're not going to compare it to any of the other ones in this trilogy, but you do have to compare it to the other movies in the MCU that sure. at least came before it. And I think it gets lost in the mix of those movies. Mm. I don't think it stands out a ton. I mean, I think do you know where Spider-Man you put it? in... Uh, it's number eleven okay. on on my list, so it's not super low. It's bright, like generally in the Nine middle. Nine for me. Um, and it's just, I honestly think in Civil War, um, Spider-Man's appearance was was much better in that movie. And I think that's that's what honestly, maybe because it was the first one, but that's what everybody remembers Spider-Man True. Um, uh, as at least entering the MCU. But that's kind of it wasn't a full length movie for Spider-Man, but everybody remembers him in that. Yeah. Um, so I think in that sense, it it loses a few points in terms of legacy. Um, you know, we can dive into comparing it to uh, the Tobey Maguire one and why why that one might might have a stronger legacy, but um, <laughs> that's just kind of my, my thoughts there, and that's why I would give it a, a five. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Nicholas? I'll go with a 5.5 because I'm the only <laughs> one that hasn't said 5.5 yet. Um, it has been thrown around a lot in this yeah. yeah, I don't know why. This was a weird <laughs> anomaly of an episode for that reason. Uh, I think I think that it, it lasts because... And like its legacy is establishing the the Tom Holland character Spider Man, yeah. and and that's the that's the thing that it accomplishes the best. Mm. And I think that it could have a le- more lasting legacy if they do decide to bring back the Vulture and the Scorpion, mm. um, because that is teased at the end. So fucking sure. annoying that we have to get that through Morbius, like right because he's yeah, in the trailer for Morbius. Right. I I just it's so annoying that we have to watch Morbius to get the Sinister Six. Yeah, maybe Morbius is Yeah. Going Morbius to isn't even part of the Sinister oh Six. Dude, Morbius has been delayed 6 or 7 times. It's got to be really bad. Yeah, but uh, it could be I that they're just Morbius is got to be supposed to be in the Sinister Six. They might put him in there, but it's supposed to be Craven the Hunter as the sixth one. Yeah, yeah I'm fucking pumped that. for that yeah. by the way. But really you know, good director and, and I think yeah. that um that's its lasting legacy. It could have the, the its lasting legacy is really the Tom Holland Spider Man. 
It yeah. could have, and that is there is something major to be said there because he's he's nailed it. Um, you know, could have could yeah, have more of that more than that, but I, I do think it, it probably falls just outside of my top ten if I really think about it in terms of MCU movies. So, yeah. so there's that. Bitches. All right, Nicholas, do you want to keep talking and move us into? The OG Spider-Man? Yeah, I don't need to do any addition or anything. I'll just keep talking. Um, I think that <laughs> Spider-Man, like I said before, I, I think I've already kind of said my piece about legacy on accident and originality. Its lasting legacy is, uh, it's got to be like a, a six, at least for me, because it yeah. it changed movies. Like now, for worse or better, we are in a perpetual state of wondering what the next Marvel movie is going to bring. <laughs> and uh, at least the three of us are, and, and the rest of, of the world, the four of us are. I'm not wondering. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think we're, uh, yeah, you already, yeah, you already know. Cause you watched all the TikToks about it. <laughs> so yeah, you're right. You don't, you don't live in a state of wonder. You live in a state of knowledge. Spoiler alert. Uh, yeah. We, you know, the entire world is, like I said, for better or for worse, whatever your opinion is, you have an opinion on it, and you do because this Spider-Man movie made you, made the world want more. Made everyone care. And then, yeah, yeah, and now we all care so, so deeply. Or not deeply, and you're annoyed by that, and I'm really sorry for you. Why are you even listening to this episode, um, <laughs> whoever you are? Because they love us. It's a weird episode for you to keep yeah, listening to. Yeah, thanks for listening to us. Yeah. <laughs> Your opinion. God damn back. it, Nick. Uh, <laughs> so I give it a six. Okay. All right, Gabe. <laughs> I, I'm giving it a six as well, and you know, like part of me wants to give it high, even higher than that, because I, I do agree this kicked off everything, and I, I there's something to be said about. It's not like, doesn't it doesn't get sole credit. Sorry, it doesn't get sole credit for that, and so that's why I gave it a seven. There are right. other movies. X Men. X Men. Um. You know, it, it, there, it. there are other movies. Just X <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Men. It ended I mean, there. all of the Batman <laughs> movies. You yeah, know. yeah. The Dark Knight. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're not. They're not. Um, you know, they're not MCU movies. But that it doesn't get sole credit. That's why it's not seven. Sorry. I mean, I, I totally and I agree with that. But I also there's something to be said about like how people that are a little bit older. Um, still love the Spider-Man movies, not just because they saw it at a time that they were like interested in it, but I think it is in some degree more relatable than when you're that far away from high school and you, and like, cause Spider-Man homecoming is like very much, you know, the newer generations of high school. There's so much that is included in the high school that is, and the technology and stuff that I can see people like my mom. What's up, mom? Uh, <laughs> Being a little detached and not liking it as much, and I think the Spider-Man movies with Tobey Maguire are always going to live there because there's a, there is that nostalgic factor, and it was so successful at the time, and it really like like the Batman movies are really cool because it's like a different gritty take on comic book stuff, but this was like a pure comic book movie like X Men, but maybe even more so than X Men, and yeah, and that was sure. huge for it. Um, and the only reason I wouldn't give it anything higher as well, besides the fact that it hasn't aged that well for me over time, it just gets a little harder to watch each time, even though I still love it, is because the sequel um, 
which mm. we will get to when uh, Nick is back on the pod. But I, I think the sequel is the one that really lives on in legacy from this trilogy. And uh, so I'll give it a six, like a homecoming, but I, I might to a certain degree respect it a little bit more in terms of its legacy than homecoming for what it did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's tough. like, I, I don't want, I'd, I don't want to compare it to the other ones because, yeah, when we start talking about Spider-Man 2, it, it's, I mean, that's an incredible movie. But, like, this movie, there's so many iconic scenes. I mean, the, his whole origin of getting his powers, like, kids were climbing the walls. Like, you, tell me you weren't a kid in a pool and you were, like, running oh, yeah. around the walls yeah. trying to climb the walls like a spider like, I'm still that kid in the pool. Movie. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's either that or you're doing the Matrix run on or the Or you're wall. doing the, go, Spidey, go! And you're like, right. do it. Yeah, you're, you're shooting the webs. You're trying to shoot. Like, I mean, uh, kids still do that at work. Yeah. For, yeah. And, and that's like, I think that's a huge reason why I love superhero movies. I mean, one movie that does that so incredibly well is Chronicle. Oh, I think yeah. that movie is in, in yeah. way better than it gets credit for because the origin of, of how the people get these superpowers and how they use them, how they figure them out. I, that's why, honestly, my favorite part of every single superhero movie, which is kind of tough, they don't have it in Homecoming, but I understand why. But outside of that, you have like, I mean, the, as corny as it, as it is, the Upside Down Kiss, which was like so huge yeah. at the time. Yeah. Um, and and just overall box office reception. This movie had a budget of 139 million oh, and shit, that's low box office what it is. of a hundred or 825 million, which is almost exactly what Homecoming had. Yeah, Homecoming, with a way bigger budget. Yeah. Right, well, Homecoming was 175 million with 880. So yeah. they're almost they're obviously a few million dollars is a lot, but like in the general gen, grand scheme of things, they're very similar. And Homecoming is coming off of all the success of the MCU. Yeah, like these guys to do it as a standalone movie to do something I don't know like how that. That's calculated too, but I mean, movie tickets are more expensive. Yeah. homecoming yeah, yeah absolutely and i mean if we're talking about you know x-men started it but x-men if we're talking like budget uh box office stuff they had a 75 million dollar budget in a 300 million dollar box office so they were almost triple what it was for spider-man um so i think just at the end of the day um spider-man just because of all that stuff you know the origin the kiss Fucking uh, Willem Dafoe's laugh, all that stuff, the legacy. It's just, it's, it has to be a seven for me. Ooh, okay, fair. I support that. Okay, okay. I feel like like legacy is like, (laughs) it's also like bad press is like always good too. Like even if people make fun of it now or they like talk shit about it now, like as much as I talk shit about it, I'm still talking about it. Like it still lives in my mind and it will always live. Oh, and it's always gonna be like it's always gonna exist where we are debating which is like totally exactly Spider Man. You know? Yeah. And it's it's in the lexicon. It's never going anywhere. We're always gonna talk about it. It's the first like it's it's I I would have even as much as I like talk shit i would have given it a seven as well oh interesting. Oh, yeah. let's go <laughs> i'll save myself um while nick is contabulating um do we want to do some recommendations 
Yeah, I mean, I'm going to second what Nick said. Uh, that Chronicle is one of those ones that just got lost and people don't watch. Yeah. I think Chronicle was so fucking sick when you first see it because the the trailers were really cool. They showed like <laughs> we little clips like and stuff of it. Oh, I mean, it was so, so that, awesome. Yeah. The first, I mean, that and Project X were just like so fun when they first came out. But Chronicle, what really drew me into it was just like how they handle the emotional moments, especially with Dane DeHaan. They're like really fucking good. And they caught Michael B. Jordan before Michael B. Jordan became like totally huge. Yeah, it was like that it was probably going around like Friday Night Lights is probably yeah. happening at the same time. Michael B. Jordan's just blowing up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I I really like Chronicle. I do think it doesn't age as well over time. It gets a little corny when you rewatch it, but I, it's like one of those ones I will forever uh, recommend. And he does pull apart a spider. True, oh, he does. That scene is so. Fucking hard to watch. Yeah, e- even is. though I I squash spiders all the time. What's up, <laughs> bitches? <laughs> oh my goodness! Your spider. Um, Are there any others? Uh, I mean, I'm going to take this moment for myself to plug Amazing Spider-Man, just because I, yeah. it's it's got a place in my heart, and I do for think sure. that just the first one though, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I just I. I think Andrew Garfield is an incredible physical actor, and I think being in that suit, yeah. like physical acting, is vital for Spider Man. Totally. And in the in the Tom Holland one specifically too, like with new technology and stuff, like they start to give him emotions with how his eyes move and stuff, which is like cool. But Andrew Garfield without that is just remarkable. Like his body movements, the way that he shows anxiety inside of the suit is like so amazing like he's so tall and lanky and like a little old for spider-man for me but outside of that acting and like the way he carries it so fucking good i love andrew and him and emma are the perfect chemistry for that relationship like that's what i want to see and that's how i always imagined it so there are parts of the amazing spider-man that i think are just like perfect and then everything else is like oh yeah it's <laughs> so a really like if big you failed opportunity but it, it it is a lot better the first one is a lot better than people give it credit for I mean, yeah like, i think good. people should not, still watch it if yeah i mean if you haven't seen it i think it's worth it because i think there are parts of it that are just really well done as far as like spider-man i but... bet after no way home a lot of people return to it because yeah Andrew Garfield and i'm glad they like, are and i know people that have it, like it has the best yeah. love interest of all three trilogies yeah. like yeah. that yes that chemistry yeah it's definitely absolutely the strongest in what absolutely yes yeah. yeah. but it's not as mj um all right do we got scores we do in one of the closest maybe the closest ever by a difference of 1.5 no wow. way homecoming wins by 1.5 87 to 85.5 wow wow Dang. Wait, 87 to 87.5? 87 to 85.5. 85.5. Sorry, did I say 87? No, 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 no. 87 to 85.5. Wow. Yeah, I mean, both great, and that's out of uh, 105, I believe. Yeah, it is. It's just Spider-Man's acting just really, the first one really screwed it. I think really dive-bombed it in that one. It, yeah, it lost. And I would have three. given it a lot less than all of you guys did. <laughs> yeah. so. the if I had yeah, been on this, I would have. You gave uh, Spider Man Homecoming a four for eye candy, Nicholas. Yes. And so that, but like, it's you know, that could have tanked it too. True. It's total in. I was only. The there were no categories in which the total was any. The total difference was any less than. Or any more than three. Huh. 
Yeah. Nerd. Okay. Um, Gabe, do you want to um, plug us? Plug things? Oh, yeah. hell yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, go follow us on Instagram. Uh, we're blowing up. So if you're one of the first followers, <laughs> we'll take note, I think. And, and, uh, You'll be more important than the other ones. So uh, get in now. Nice sell. Go find us. Look up Facing Off Pod. Uh, and you can follow us on Twitter, too. I, I don't think Nick has used our Twitter very often. Or our um, assistant. Um, get back in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember his name. Yeah, I don't he's here this whole time. Yeah, like, uh, he's like Adam or some just shit. Just lives in your yeah, in your yeah. tiny little closet. Get, I didn't say it's your time. Uh, yeah, follow us on Twitter, and then you can send us emails if you want. Uh, facingoffpodcast at gmail dot com. Next week, we are doing Euphoria season two. TV time. Uh, and comparing, we're gonna like break down Euphoria season two and compare it a bit to uh, Euphoria season one. You've heard our TV episodes since you're all like really, really uh, loyal Avid fans. Uh, we love you, Facers. You guys are great. Uh, very excited for that one. So go watch that show on HBO Max if you can stomach it. It's it's really Dreamer. wonderful. Uh, wonderfully fucked up, but also wonderful. Uh, <laughs> anybody got a send off? Yep. Remember, with great power comes great responsibility. Superman said that, right? Yeah. <laughs> I got you for three minutes. Three minutes of playtime. <laughs> <laughs>